Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Guys, I'm as always joined on this wonderful Monday by Armani Buckets and Mr. Brandon Deutsch. We have a short staff right now, but I love it. I love it. How are you guys doing? How was your weekend? Fantastic, fantastic weekend. Uh, watching the Angels split two from the Mariners was honestly a positive, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what we've come to. But, um, you know, I want to hear some basketball news. There's none. Nothing's going on right now. I yeah. know. It's such a short... Uh, I, I'm, I'm just f- really grateful, actually, that football's even back. Even if we get, like, a glimpse of football right now, I'm just glad in that college, we have it back. College football is playing, like, legitimate games in yeah. 20, 20 days, so yeah. 19 days. So I'm, I'm just crazy. like you, Jihei. I'm getting the itch for football right now because, like, last year I was completely just not even tuning in because I was just so devastated by the Bears being bad, which will not change this year. But at least, like, now it seems like... The parity around the league, uh, we've talked about the AFC West is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be a very fun NFL season, and we finally get, I mean, we had the Hall of Fame game, but that doesn't count. We get preseason football this week, so we're almost there. So you can see the finish line, right? Like, you can totally see the finish line. I, my question for you, though, is I know that you're itching about basketball. Like, what, um, what have you been doing in order to fill that gap? Oh, man. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Torture, I mean. Uh, ride my bike. That's that's how I fill the time because it is so depressing when it's no NBA, no you can, NFL. You know what, Armand, you know what you could start doing? You could start going on Twitch playing 2K. <laughs> I can't do that. Why? My, like, my love for 2K, I was, people overblow, like, in my opinion, how bad the game has gotten. But now even for me, this last version of the game, 22, I couldn't really get into it. Like, it was not f- as enjoyable for me. Really? I liked it a lot. Maybe I just got to keep... Yeah, you got you to gotta start... Do you play my team at all? No. That's, like, the most competitive one. I love how you guys are talking about this. I'm, like, completely <laughs> in the dark when it comes to Twitch. I know. Everyone told me, Everyone told me like, hey, Brandon, you want to succeed? You got to stop playing video games. And I'm like, are you Are you nuts? Me? Like, like, there's people making millions right now on that. I, I, I know. I was like, you know what? I grind all day, and then I go home, and I'll maybe play video games for like 30 minutes an hour. And guess what? I still have a girlfriend, and I have a job. <laughs> That's so not like, bad, actually. Like, 30 to an hour is not bad. I know, yeah. like, like back in well, the day. like, oh, the old heads are like, oh, video games. Oh, you go outside, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, I, oh, my God, dude. Like, do you remember? Maybe you guys are too young for this, but do you ever remember when... Um, people first initially started watching other people play video games. Oh, yeah, for a that living. was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. But yeah, and I just remember back then they were like, wait, you're going to pay somebody? Like you're 
physically watching somebody else play a video game and you're paying for that. That doesn't make any sense. Like once, and now once everybody's I, once, making once money I off get, of it. Um, even bigger on like TikTok and YouTube and stuff, I'm definitely going to Twitch. Yeah, for sure. Like that's like that's like the way to kind of bring everything together. You just link tree it, and then you got your Twitch too. Okay. To well, me, to me, that's still strange. By the way, like watching somebody else play, I don't know. I think it's about the person too. Like watching the person. Yeah, like if people you are fans, like it's like with Armand, like with us on TikTok, we have a personality, right? People follow us because we have a personality and they want to see what we have to say about some similar with Twitch. A lot of it is like the person, not even the video game that they're playing. I see. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and also you could actually still get into certain rooms with them too, right? Like you can actually be personally playing them. That's why like when oh. kids want to play, play against athletes and then they get in the room to play with athletes, like they're all like super psyched and right. Oh, is so it like very much you're the equivalent? playing against somebody that's on your stream? Is that you what could, I'm or you could just could. watch them play watch some it. someone while they're while they're Twitch streaming? I mean, there's definitely a lot of sponsorships you can get there too. You yeah. Know? Well, that all aside, because it's not even going to be in our headlines. Let's <laughs> go to the headlines, guys. Brought to you by Circus Sports, Circus Millions, and Circus Survivor Pro football contests are back with twelve million million in guaranteed prizes. Visit circusports.com for details. Let's do this. Well, the Dodgers completed a four-game sweep of their divisional rivals. I'm using that in quotes right now because, to be honest with you, they're not really their rivals yet um, because they haven't gotten there. But there was a lot of hype going into the series considering the Padres just traded for Juan Soto, Josh Bell, and Brandon Drury. Um, But the Dodgers absolutely dominated, and that's an understatement. The Padres and Manny Machado isn't concerned, using quotes on that one, about the Dodgers. Shouldn't he and the Padres be a little concerned after this series, guys? I mean, it's kind of funny because I won't go into the full, as you know, it's a cuss word, but he said, I'm Manny Expletive Machado. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're the guy who jogged out to the outfield and let guys get another bag on you because you were lazy after you made an error. It's all about him. I mean, the Padres clubhouse, it's all about the egos. Fernando Tatis, when he plays, it's all about him. Manny Machado, it's all about him. You know, all these guys, all about him. You know, not everyone's like that. Like, you Darvish wants to win. Like, there's definitely guys on the team that want to win, but a lot of egos, and it's hard to manage. And I think what that's getting in is, even though they have the talent right now, I mean, the Dodgers are just, they have more camaraderie as a team. You know, the Dodgers have built this team chemistry for years. They don't even have the best roster, but they have the most wins in the National League. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, I got to stop you there. They don't have the best roster? I mean, I get the pitching aspect of, of so, that, like, but compared what do you- to who? Like you mean? I'm just, just like generalizing. Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. So you think it's all just basically because they're they're really good teammates? I, I mean, mean come their on, lineups, man. their lineups amazing, but I think the Yankees have a better roster. I think okay. the Astros have a better roster, and I think that the Mets have a better roster. But the Dodgers win more because they not only do they have Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, and Mookie Betts at the top of the line, but I'll give you that. It's the best one, two, three in the league. I, I'm just saying but, that, like you you saying that they don't have these great players. I mean, no, they do have great players. This is like they're just not the best roster in the league. And yes, it's because of their pitching. Their lineup's great. But, you know, balance wise, it's because they've been playing together for so long now and they just have a good manager. They've got great scheme. Andrew Friedman knows what he's doing um, as an executive. And that's why they're winning games. The Padres still have a lot to figure out. They have the talent to beat them in a series. I don't think they do this year. Like GA said, I think this is a long term play by the Padres. No, absolutely. I, I definitely think like they're looking down the road. They're not looking at this current moment in time. Also, Manny Machado isn't Michael Jordan. You know, like, why is no, he saying that? He's hitting 290 with 19 home runs. Like, yeah, congratulations. You're a fringe all-star. But, like, you're not a superstar, dude. So does that does that quote kind of 
show that the Padres are going to be the kind of the hated team around baseball? Or is that, am I going too far with that? Because that's how I took it is the ego and all that. Maybe with LA, but not, I don't yeah, think with don't anybody think, else. The Yankees. It's yeah, like the Lakers. They're not concerned. It's like the Lakers, man. They're always the team that has the most success, like all time, is always going to be the most hated. So the Yankees are going to be the most hated, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, I mean, you need ego. <sighs> To be a professional and I get that you know you have to have that kind of swagger that kind of confidence in order to make to it in it there up. for sure absolutely but like then it's twofold right you have to be able to sit there and be like you know what I'm hitting dingers and I'm I'm making plays and I'm doing you know you're earning really truly earning your money and is Machado really truly earning his money right I mean, now I, I don't think so 330 million I, I mean, some some would differ, so, you know, some would. I, I think that's just like the big asterisk and the question mark. And also, play, playoff wise, where, where the heck's he been? Right? Like nowhere. Nowhere. He hasn't sh- he hasn't showed any I mean, of them. These, these lazy, this laziness type of thing. And I just hate that in sports. We let the best athletes, if they're lazy, get away with things. They need to be hard workers. I don't care who you are. That's why I respect the programs that'll cut five-star recruits if they don't work hard. Like, you have to work hard. That's what separates the good from the great, right? And Manny Machado, when he was on the Dodgers, remember he didn't, like, run to first base a couple times, and he got in trouble for that years ago when he was actually with the Dodgers, right? And it's I mean, just, that's why he only lasted, what, like a season? Yeah, right. Well, then he signed with the Padres. Dodgers didn't want to pay him because they knew he wasn't a good clubhouse guy, right? And, like, he was a little bit overrated, and we're kind of seeing that with San Diego, who wants to make a big splash they want to be the Dodgers right they have all this money now they got Juan Soto but they really need to start you know getting some team camaraderie together it can't be all about egos ego we saw how that happened with the Lakers this past year yeah talent talented roster but like I mean I guess like there's 10 guys who didn't sign but at the top (laughs) but they had a ton of egos right 100% this is a quick stat about the Padres this weekend Juan Soto yesterday 0 for 2 with 2 walks Machado 0 for 4 Josh Bell 0 for 3 Brandon Drury 0 for 3 they went a combined 6 for 38 that's a 158 batting average with 8 strikeouts in the series I want to ask you guys like going into that series I didn't expect a a sweep yeah same same was is that yeah i agree because look the jake would would if he was here he would say hey brandon you talk crap about all the pitching but look what's happened like tyler anderson's still pitching good tony gonsolin's still pitching good and it's he's right but i just don't trust those guys in the playoffs right but they no one expected them to really dominate this weekend against a good lineup in the Padres, and they but, did hats but, off to them but also you you just you brought up a good point earlier that you were like the camaraderie between the the dodgers and that and that yeah. um that whole entire squad like they're all there for one another and so i think yeah. them uplifting each other and them being there for one another makes them that better team and makes them makes the players that you don't think are going to be great great well it sounds simple but like a lot of teams don't do this but the dodgers do they all have one goal and that's to win a world series and they're all on the, yes they some players are great and more excellent than others but they're all trying to win a world series and will do whatever it takes the padres want individual stats it feels like a lot of those guys like Manny Machado wants individual success Tatis wants individual success I don't think they want to win a World Series like maybe the front office does but the players they're they're not on the same page they don't have they're not bought in we use this term bought in in sports I had a ton of coaches tell me that like tell the team that you have to be bought in to win and it's not always the most talented teams that win it's the teams that are the most bought in like the Mets are bought in the Dodgers are bought in the Yankees and Astros are bought in. Well, it also helps that your organization is like, hey, we're doing what we can to get you guys there. But right? it's all I about mean, the putting Met- the, the players together, too. Like, the Angels had a talented roster, but they weren't all bought in. 
Yeah, but also your organization isn't exactly like helping them. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. But I mean, it's come, it's it's definitely about the mentality that the team has. Absolutely, but again, I don't I don't want to like push this home or anything like that. But the Mets owner, when he bought the team, he was like, I will do whatever it takes. I will write those checks. I don't I don't care. Like I will. But he also doesn't finagle in certain front office decisions. And Artie Moreno does. Yeah, yeah, no, Uh, 100%. I agree with you. There's there's no argument there. But it's kind of like take this analogy it's like in the army right and you have a mission or navy or something or like marines whatever any military SEAL, branch whatever any military branch you have a mission on a team right and you have to go and extract someone and you know save a war prisoner or something if someone's caring about themselves and not bought into the mission you're gonna fail everyone needs to be bought in it's the same thing in sports it 100% really is. agree i have one oh, last absolutely. question about this in terms of the most irreplaceable player right now on the dodgers who would you guys say that is like in terms of like if this guy gets hurt god forbid but if this guy goes down, they would be the most. Freddie Freeman. Okay. I think it's Freddie Freeman. I think I mean, he's in 330, right? I mean, and they got him this year. If they didn't have him, wow. Because Mookie Betts is like up and down. He's been great recently. And you could argue Trey Turner, but they might not retain Trey Turner. They have Freddie Freeman for like eight more years, right? Nine more years. So like that's that's the cornerstone of the team right now. It's I Freddie see. Freeman. I mean, I... <sighs> I think just going to Brandon's point about being bought in and um, everybody having the same mentality and the mindset of being like, we're World Series or bust. I think like you can replace anybody, to be honest with you, because like everybody has to step up to the plate. Right. Like literally. So I think, you know, don't get me wrong. Freddie is worth the money. Right. He's he's proven himself. He's great. This is an amazing pickup for the Dodgers. But I think that it does. It doesn't matter who right now because everybody else will step up come playoff time somebody's going to step up their game we we talk about how crappy cody pellinger is in the regular season but two then home come, runs yesterday then but all like of a sudden post-season, you know what yep. my dad says a blind squirrel finds an acorn every once in <laughs> yep. a while remember that absolutely but like so you know you have guys like cody that are going to step up in the playoffs are going to step up to try and win that world series trophy so i i, don't, I can't believe I don't think people still haven't that. figured out how to pitch to cody bellinger sometimes i mean the guy <laughs> you, he can't hit just throw it up and out or up. He wants the ball low, and he can't hit off-speed pitches, right? Like it's very simple, very simple. But they keep throwing it low, and he hits home runs. Yeah, but at the same time, when you're actually at that mound, adrenaline's pumping. There's like so many different other factors where like sometimes logic goes out the window for that some is people, true. and that's a mistake. Yeah, I mean like that's why you have like that's why you the don't reward a hitter who fails to adjust. I mean, this yeah. is talk about a huge well, dis- disappointment. <laughs> First MVP I've ever heard of that's hitting 200 just two years later. I mean, how can you how can you like be accepting of where he is right now? He what needs did, to work harder. What did you think was going to happen to Bellinger when he was that kind of player? Well, I knew pitchers would adjust, but the best hitters in the world adjust to the pitchers adjusting, right? Like Mike Trout found a way to adjust. Bryce Harper found a way. Remember, Bryce Harper had one bad season and then he came back and was great, right? Juan Soto, he's having a bad like a bad season in his standards right now, but next year he'll hit well because he's an all-time great hitter. Bellinger just once they found out, don't throw the fastball low and inside. Don't throw the fastball over the middle of the plate where he can extend his arms and use his swing because he has a very like distinct swing undercut. Throw it high, he's done. Strikeout. Throw it in the dirt out side curveball he's out once they figured that out cody bellinger hasn't put in the work from my perspective now i don't know personally to change his swing a lot of people have this problem and that's why he's failing so much yeah well speaking of failing um 
Paolo failed, man. Uh, DeJounte Murray dunked on Paolo Banquero, um, Brandon's boy, in a viral video. And after the game, Murray and Banquero went at it on Instagram. What are you guys' thoughts on this situation? Let me start here. I told you guys Paolo can't play defense. I've told you that a thousand times. And everyone's like, oh, Paolo, he's the best player in the draft. Oh, you're high, blah, blah, blah. Everyone Wait, hold on. Wait, hold you on. didn't say, no, we, but we hold didn't on. say best in the draft. Before you no, you guys though. didn't. But people no. on my TikTok, be say, they'd be saying like, hey, Paolo's the best player in the draft. What are you talking about? He's not even top five potential-wise long but, term. But I still hold. agree. I don't think he's a top five player in this draft. But I hear your defense take, but... We can't use a pro-am for the defense take. I know, but like, yes. And we also can't use, but it's just, it goes, it's a two-fold thing. You can't use that Paulo dominated 6-1 Donovan Mitchell in the, yeah, in, in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I want to see him against grown men. What I see right now is long-term, if we're looking at superstars, right? Chet Holmgren's better. Okay. We got Jay Nivey, who's better. Keegan Murray, better. These are all your opinions, which I personally, I agree with. But, but a lot of people don't, and that's why it's a hot take. Like, Paolo is great. I think this is a really underrated draft, and I think Paolo, I always said, is going to be an 18-point-per-game scorer, but, it, it like, his defense is short arms, right? That's, that's not going to help him defensively. He's kind of slow with his step first step on offense, too. That's going to not be great against good defenders. Jihei can attest that. She watched him at Duke. He's great against weaker competition, and then when the defenders step up, he really, let's see if he can adjust. I think he will a little bit. But then I have Jovic long-term is probably going to be better. I mean, it's all about situational stuff, right? And maybe shade and sharp. Did you guys believe the DeJounte Murray calling Paolo not humble? Or, like, less I, humble? Look, there's two sides to the story, right? I don't know. Um, I, I probably... Look, I think DeJounte was being really mean yeah. for no reason. I mean, I, I mean, this guy hasn't even entered the league. But... Yeah, no, that, that, I think that that's my issue is that like, you know, man, <laughs> you dunk on him once and you're like, you, you're on this high and I get it. I, I get that you were like super, super psyched and you were like all pumped up about it or whatever. And uh, again, like I said, adrenaline's pumping, the mind goes uh, an op the opposite direction and you know, you start talking crap, but like this guy is in the league. You're not, you're, you're, you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's so unnecessary. I, I guess I don't I know think what, what Paulo does come with like because all the media stuff like his he's been hyped persona, for, from he's been jump. hyped so it's kind of like oh that number one pick stuff and DeJounte's a guy that built himself from nothing right like he wasn't a high recruited prospect at first he ended up getting drafted you know he had a great college career but people are like oh you know a lot of people said oh his head's not in it he's not a good team guy now he's an all-star one of the best younger players in the league and he kind of has that that chip on his shoulder that Paulo does not yet have it might never have, right? Yeah, so. yeah, and Paulo hasn't like. I feel like the way and the way that Paulo actually grew up. I don't think that he has that kind of mindset. Like, I don't want to say he doesn't have a killer mentality. Um, he doesn't. But he, doesn't. he he's not. He doesn't have to. Gr he did not have to grind as much. As much. I'm not saying he's not grinding and that he yeah, didn't but, grind, I mean, but he doesn't have to grind as but much. But Dejounte could have to say he could say the same thing about Chad Holmgren, who's like just natural talent, right? He didn't have to like grind much, right? Or like. Like I get Jay Nivey did right because he wasn't he, he was drafted as a sophomore wasn't really a top prospect as a freshman. There's some guys it just depends, but I, I'm kind of leaning as much as I I, I don't root for Paulo to fail, but like you know it, it does help my case if he's the sixth best player in the draft. Or yeah, I mean like this this is like the whole Zion thing, right? Where everybody I just remember when he got when he did get picked as the first um, first initial pick 
in the draft and everybody's like he's gonna have to lose weight he's gonna have to do this and like there's so many different improvements Paolo isn't getting that exact same flack but he's definitely getting that exact same pressure here's my thing is DeJounte goes and chucks the ball at him if you do that in any pickup oh it's a fight automatically automatically and not only that there was another clip of DeJounte with another um it was just a random player on the court he he put the ball in his face very disrespectfully and when DeJounte left the Spurs he was going back and forth with Spurs fans on on social media talking crap about you know well they didn't want me here like leave that that's all his pride that's all his ego and and we didn't see this side of him and now all of a sudden he wants to start stuff with with a 19 year old it just it's not a good look on his part it's not i agree with it's not but maybe he just doesn't care maybe he's at the point where he just doesn't care anymore he's like you know what i'm done like you guys drop me this is how like this is how i'm gonna act yes and some people on sorry to cut you off but some people on nba twitter are saying that he's trying to kind of he would probably get really pissed about hearing this, but he's trying to impersonate Pat Bev's persona on the court and try to be <laughs> that kind of player, which is like, he doesn't really need to. He's I mean, already he's so much great. more talented than exactly. Pat Bev. I, I don't understand it, but the Magic and the Hawks, same division. So this is just the first we're going to be probably hearing about. This I mean, week. this is going to be, uh, this is great fodder, right? Like yeah. this is great drama prior to the season even happening which i mean magic you can't and write the hawks up. magic are not even gonna win 20 games but, but it's the but, it, but the, match yeah up, the, the, they, the fact that they, they play, play each other, other. i mean yeah. the hawks are gonna take candy from a baby facing them like let's be real the magic are going nowhere ever but again this is just organization this is just like it's entertainment the NBA is supposed to be entertaining, and that's the reason why I think we're I'm really kidding. living. I love the living Magic. <laughs> I love the Magic Sea Encore, not a poverty organization. Okay, well, guys, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we're going to be talking more headlines. When we come back on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back, guys, to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in L.A., Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline at 310-400-0340. Again, that number is 310-400-0340. Also, don't forget to email us at Show at gmail.com. That is all lowercase case a-r-a-s-h-m-a-r-k-a-z-i-s-h-o-w at gmail.com okay let's go to a circus sports guest hotline um actually sorry we're not going to the circus guest sports hotline we're going to continue on with the headlines from circus sports circus millions and circus survivor pro football contest with 12 million guaranteed prizes are back visit circus sports.com for details um guys 
I want to start because I've just been so football deprived with Matthew Stafford, um, who is reportedly impressing in camp despite his injured elbow that McVay has coined a baseball pitcher's type of injury. As of right now, the Rams aren't concerned about Stafford's elbow injury, but should they be and are you? I think they should be. Um, I think this is going to be a lingering injury. Uh, he's not 100%. They already won a Super Bowl. I feel like they should kind of take it easy with him, you know? Well, here's the thing, too, is that McVay does not play starters in preseason at all. Yeah, if you so want to try and go rest, to a, congrats, yeah. but he still has like a Tommy John type of injury where he might need surgery. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with you. And I, I agree with you. It is very concerning because you just you don't know where this is going to end up. If it's just going to get worse, if you like, even if you rest it, does it really they haven't come to the conclusion that it needs surgery, have they? No, yeah, I don't think it does. Yeah, and maybe it doesn't. But I still would be concerned because even if it's a serious like impingement whatever in his elbow like it's gonna affect his game at least a little bit i know he's impressing in practice but it's practice well, i want to see him in a game <laughs> uh, that also uh, quick question about that too um do you guys know who the backups are yeah wolford, wolford? and okay. then the guy that no one's ever heard of yeah who hasn't played um yet wolford's in the league, so. not terrible so here's my thing is that you could survive with wolford for yeah. i think for the season and then have stafford like rest up for like at least half the season or like maybe three-fourths of the season and then continue on do you guys um think the same because i love I, wolford i i think wolford's pretty good he's he's fast he can, he's accurate um i know he's had a couple of bad games but remember they were in the playoffs with jared goff and wolford goff was injured wolford played well go leading up to the playoffs so like if I was McVeigh, I'd say Stafford um, I think they already screwed up I think he should add surgery right because this is just going to be like early on in in, in um, preseason right or like right after the season once they found this because then whether or not he's out the whole year he's at least healthy the following year which is still a championship window or he's back by the playoffs now I don't know if it would have to be Tommy John or a PRP treatment or something like that but he look they should have they should have really gone after this injury sooner because i think they're on the they're under the impression that stafford's going to start week 1 i think they are going to start him week 1 and he might look good i don't know but it's one of those things like if i was mcfay i'd start wolford and keep stafford like low intensity until he at least gets some treatment on his elbow more and more and more i was surprised that sean mcvay fully disclose this because it kind of sends that panic out around the fan base but i again they don't really care they're 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 past that level of like becoming when you announce some news like this it's going to cause paranoia amongst the fans like oh my god our starting quarterback might need season-ending surgery um the fact that he disclosed it without it being like an official thing that oh he's he's going to need it but it's like this Rams team, they're so resilient. And the same kind of point that you were making about the Dodgers, like, okay, if Freddie Freeman goes down, it's next man up. It's the next man up. And that's what they've both built in both of those organizations. Yeah, so, they're great at adjusting. Amazing. And I, I personally think that Stafford, as long as he doesn't need surgery, he should just play. I don't know if the condition can get worse. By, I mean, I'm sure it can. It's football. But also, it's like, that seems like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it's a it's a it's done through the throwing motion. So I don't know if like it getting hit is going to change that because like when pitchers get it, it's because they're overusing that arm. And I'm assuming that's probably why he he had it in in football. So like I don't know if getting hit is going to make it any worse. I don't know. I I mean I would think that getting hit. Can't help. Can, it's not <laughs> Can't gonna. Help. It's not gonna make it better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean. 
I think they should nip this in a bud and just find out what it, what the heck it is, right? Yeah. Before we like <laughs> kind of jump to those conclusions. Does he need Tommy John surgery? Does he need, you know, is this like something that's going to be extremely detrimental? I mean, this is, again, this isn't great news, right? Because the guys that you have following up with him aren't exactly, <laughs> you at know, his level, a, yeah. at his level, right? I mean, I love Wolford, but he's not winning you a Super Bowl. Of course you know? not. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's just let's let's just hope that they figure it out and they they move on from this and they can hopefully at least contend to run it back, as McVay would say. Well, the Yankees got swept by the Cardinals and have been mediocre over the past couple of weeks going back to uh, baseball. Frankie Mont- um, Montes gave up six earned runs in his Yanks debut. On the other hand, guys, the Mets ugh, dominated the Braves, sweeping them and seeing dominant pitching performances from co-aces Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom, which New York team is a bigger threat to win the World Series this year, guy. I think it's the Mets. Um, I know we said the Yankees for the longest time, but they've been extremely mediocre uh, at the end of July and at the start of August. Their pitching hasn't been great. Montez will pitch better. That's obvious. But, you know, Judge needs to, what, hit two home runs a day for them to win now? I mean, he had, what, two doubles in a, yesterday, and they still lost. Their pitching's been bad. Their bullpen is suffering. I know they got F. Ross and Trevino and all those guys in the pen. But they lost Michael King, who was their best reliever. That hurt. Ever since he went down, they've been a mediocre baseball team. You know, maybe a little bit better than mediocre. The Mets now have Jacob DeGrom back, Max Scherzer, to start off a playoff series. And then you put in Chris Bassett, and you have Tawan Walker, and Edwin Diaz in the pen, and May, Trevor May. I mean, this is a team built for a World Series. Did you see the video of Edwin Diaz's walkout? Yeah. When the- oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, that was a great walkout. That was yeah. crazy. Walkout. Yeah. It gave me chills. <laughs> I, 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 he's amazing. He's had an amazing year. And, and honestly, the, the Mets lineup is is great, too. I mean, before DeGrom came back, they were great. So I think, you know, that the Mets are probably best suited out of any team in the in the MLB for the World Series because of their pitching staff. And I know people are going to say, oh, the Mets are going to met. And that's definitely a possibility considering their past culture, which is why I don't understand why people hate the Mets. They never win. So, like, don't don't you like them? Like, well, if you if you root for certain teams, you don't like the you're Mets. You're a Yankees fan? No. Then why um, do you hate the Mets? I actually, back in the day, um, because uh, he was such a good friend of a friend, um, and he's an amazing person, I was a huge Ryan Howard fan. And if you are a Phillies fan, you do not like the Mets. So you're you a just Phillies can't. Fan. You just can't. Yeah, they're my second oh team. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know so many <laughs> Phillies fans, that are friends that are Phillies fans, and they're just, some of, some of them are cool, but a lot of them are like the most annoying fans. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the reason why I don't like the Mets. So just, if you are a Phillies fan, you cannot like the And they're like die the hard. Too. Oh, Phillies fans, I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them credit. They're die hard for their team. They they would live, breathe Phillies baseball, and the Phillies are actually are actually pretty good. Once they get Harper back, they could have they could have a chance. But I think the Mets are best suited for a World Series run. I think the Yankees right now are weaker than the Astros. So yeah, that's that was what I was going to ask. Is I'm assuming that Astros are are your pick to win the AL as of today. I, but yes, but I mean, I here's here's something that no one really is saying. I think that with the trade for Luis Castillo, and I know they only took two out of four from the Angels, but who are a really bad baseball team, but the Mariners, once they get Julio Rodriguez back, are a sleeper to make the World Series. What is the timeline with him? 
I mean, he broke his finger, I believe. I, I think he's going to be back in like a week or two. Okay, so I yeah. don't think he's like a season any, but they do need him because they're still pushing for a playoff appearance. Speaking which, of injuries, we didn't talk about this when we talked about Dodgers, but any concern with Kershaw? Yeah, I'm, I always have a concern with Kershaw. His back has been, you know, he's has had injuries pro- injury problems because of his unconventional motion, pitching motion. For years. And remember, he's got a lot of mileage on him. I mean, yeah. he started pitching the MLB at 19. I was about to say, Mother Nature, or what, what, what's it called? Father, Father Time. Yeah. Father Time's undefeated, yo. And yeah. Justin, undefeated. Justin Verlander has been so good because he has a very smooth motion. It doesn't, It's not hard on his body. And he's just naturally throwing 95+. plus. Kershaw, it's taken a lot out of him just to hit 90 now. And, you know, it's he's a great pitcher when he's healthy. But he hasn't been pitching, like, amazing I mean, even in the postseason? I mean, he. I think feel like he silenced some of the haters in that 2019 ring. You know, he pitched pretty well in that in that World Series in the whole postseason. But yeah, I mean, it, he has a reputation of choking in the postseason. So do the Dodgers. I, look, but they need him back. He's a guy with experience. Are you really good? Who would you rather rely on? Let me ask you guys this: Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin, who have never pitched in the Kershaw. postseason, or Kershaw and Walker Bueller? No, I get that. I would definitely lean towards Walker Bueller. Um, Kershaw, my again, my only issue is that, yes, he did pitch in the World Series, and yes, he got that ring, and good for him. That's awesome. He totally deserves it. Like he's been, it's an all time, <laughs> all time great. great. Yeah, but but at the same time, you have to. <laughs> I'm looking at Kershaw and seeing all the other things that he did prior to that, and they weren't great in the playoffs. Yeah, yes, in the playoffs, in the playoffs. His regular, he's like Cody Bellinger, but flipped. <laughs> like yeah. he you know, in the postseason, yeah. Cody does great. And then the regular season, you sit there and go like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. But now with Kershaw, you go, what the heck are you doing in the playoffs? And then you go in the regular season. He's amazing. So yeah. I mean, I'm not, I mean, look, I'm, I'm in the minority here. I'm not high on the Dodgers to win the world series. I know everyone else is, but I, I just don't until I can see may and Bueller and trying and coming back healthy and dominating, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't really trust them in the playoff series. What are your thoughts on the AL wildcard teams like the Blue Jays? Tampa I told, Bay, I, yeah, I said Seattle. already Seattle Blue Jays are a sleeper team to win the World Series, too. Okay. They need pitching. The problem is, is like, you know, no, 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 no. I, I know people are shaking their heads. But like, <laughs> yes, the pitching has been very bad. Barrios, they traded a lot for and he hasn't been good. And uh, then you got Gossman who's pitching well. But everyone else besides Manoa and Gossman has been pretty much terrible. But that, and they still are a 60 plus win team already because their lineup is so good. I'm saying like anything can happen in a playoff series, more so in the American League than the National League. The National League is kind of even in the sense like the Mets could beat the Braves, the Braves could beat the Mets, the Mets could beat the Dodgers, the Braves could beat the Dodgers, Dodgers could beat the Mets and Braves. You know what I'm saying? The Padres could come in and maybe beat them. The Cardinals could maybe come in and beat them, even, even though I don't love their pitching. Even the, the, you know, the Brewers could do something pitching wise. I look, I, it's hard, but anybody in the AL can win. Yeah. I really think that now with the Yankees kind of falling off. And we, we talked about the Yankees falling off, but yeah, I was going to ask about the Cardinals because they swept them, right? And so yeah. any, any hope for them in, in terms they're pitching, of... Their pitching needs to get better. Okay. I mean, their hitting's great. Uh, I mean, know? at the end of the year, like, and nobody wants to admit this because you know, everybody, yeah, it's all about defense. That, that's why it's the Mets have defense. the best shot to win the World Series because they have the best pitching right now. And then whether we want to, I mean, I know they might met, but like they have the best shot at the series right now, as as of right now. If the Dodgers can show that they can dominate, 
later on in like in September, you know, and we get into October, then it's like, okay, the Dodgers, because they have the best uh, lineup in the league, right? So besides Muncie and, and Bellinger, you know, especially in the top three. So then we're like, okay, then the Dodgers, if they can pitch, they're the World Series champions. I just have reservations about them being able to pitch in a series against the Mets. Yeah, but they, the, we, we just said this earlier too, that like the Rams are great at adjusting. The Dodgers are great at adjusting. I don't are know how the Rams the they, great at adjusting. I oh mean, my, you're joking, right? With Odell Beckham of, Jr. With like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. bringing in Personnel certain people. Wise, but we, we have to remember like McVay in, not, in the 49ers game called three timeouts, you know, prematurely. And they really should have lost that game. I think but adjusting they didn't. is maybe the wrong word. More like the next man up mentality. Yeah, <clears> exactly. They, the Rams and Dodgers are both good at that. And you know, they, they're both really talented teams. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of talented teams, guys, let's go into the preseason of football since it's starting this. It's officially starting this week. We've talked about the NFC and the AFC West, but I want to go into the other divisions and your predictions, starting with my division, the NFC least or the NFC East. Mm, I'm going to say Eagles. Um, I, I, I'm never in on the Cowboys ever. <laughs> They'll choke again. Doesn't, I mean, everyone, Grant, we, Grant and I were talking about this on a fantasy files podcast that we have coming out. And he was like, uh, he was like, who do you think wins the, do you think the Cowboys can, I said the Lakers next season with Westbrook on the wa- roster, have a better shot of making <laughs> the NBA finals than the Cowboys do a Super Bowl because they have LeBron James. And I know it's a wild take, but it's like the Cowboys, who are they going to, are they going to beat the Rams or the 49ers? No. Are they going to beat the Packers? Maybe, maybe that's the only team they beat. Cause I'm not as high on the Packers as everybody else. They have no receivers, right? I don't know why everyone's like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers, he couldn't even beat the 49ers with Devonte Adams. How's he going to be better this year? I know their defense is good. I was just going to say, right. I'm like, their defense right. is pretty solid right now, but everybody yeah, but who cares. cares? I mean, he's, who's his number one receiver? Christian we just Watson? talked about defense being the that reason why matter. you win championships. That doesn't matter if you have no receivers. <laughs> like that doesn't matter. That is bullcrap because I, do we not remember the, um, the, uh, my, my giants winning solely because Strahan and that defense, they did yes, not win yes, because but of they had good they receivers. Had they had good we, receivers. We do, but th- that wasn't the sole reason why we won. No, well, yeah, but you just, you just proved my point. Rodgers has no receivers. They no, have a great defense. That's not what I said. That's not my point. My point was that they're 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 reliant. They were more reliant on their D. Their D. Most teams up. that win the Super Bowl are more reliant on their defense, but Look they the have re- wide receivers. Yes. Okay. Fine. Fine. I'll concede on that one. I, we did. I mean, we did have a great like even the Broncos. Squad. Even though Paid Manning couldn't even walk five feet. I mean, he had Demarius Thomas and others on that team. I will never get over that team because <laughs> Peyton Manning was a terrible. He was atrocious, dude. Terrible. The Super Bowl, he was awful. And that you know, GA's right. Defenses win championships. Yeah. That's why I think like the 49ers, I know I'm biased, but they have a top five defense. The Rams, you're gonna have a good defense. The Packers, yes. They'll get to the playoffs and they'll win that really easy division because of their defense and because of Aaron Rodgers, Wait, right? You're, you're jumping ahead, though. You have them over the Vikings? Easily. Okay. I mean, the Vikings have a good defense and they have Kirk. You really trust Kirk Cousins to win you the division? What about, yes. What about yes. our, our okay. Bears? Uh, no, that, yeah, we, we all know that that's not going to happen. We all know that that's, yeah. I, will, I will say this, though. The NFC East, I think the Eagles getting, um, you know, A.J. Brown. If Jalen Hurts can even pass a little bit, they'll win the division. The question is, do you have the Giants in last place? Uh, I have the Commanders in last place. I have the Commanders in last place. Um, I have a second to last. I have a second to last. I'm going to say, look, any of these teams could win the division. I'm going to say that 
the Giants are going to be in last place Ooh. because the Commanders have Chase Young coming back. Do we want a little friendly bet on that? He's no, he's, because <laughs> I don't. Tr- you think I trust Carson Wentz? No, but oh. like, like I sure as heck don't trust Saquon to in the offensive line. So, uh, how many wins for you guys? And who will get six? Who's first in the division? Three? They're not going to get three wins. Six. They'll win six games. So we have a special guest in here. We haven't might put him on the mic yet, but Ryan's yeah. putting up a, a three. Armand's uh, cousin is in the studio, and he's putting up a three right now. Yeah. They're not going to um, win three games. They'll be a little bit better with Kayvon, <laughs> Daniel Jones, another year of development, Kadarius Tony. Like they'll be better, but like. The Eagles are the Eagles are going in the division, winning like ten or eleven games. This is not a good division. No, that that again, we're called the NFC least for a reason. There's like there's no sugarcoating the fact that we are not a good squad, um, or none of these teams are really good squads. They're not gonna none of them are gonna win the Super Bowl next year. Um, But that being said, that being said, my pick is also for the Eagles. Okay, Um, solely because of injury um, injuries to Dallas, injuries to like our. The Giants' O line is crap right now. It's I was That's a big problem. I was really grateful that we drafted really well, but everybody's hurt right now, and this isn't preseason. So like I can only imagine, and they're not good at adjustments. We ain't the Rams, so like we're not good at adjusting to getting another O line, which I've been complaining about for the last decade. <laughs> like all I wanted was a flipping O line, and oh. I'm not, I still haven't gotten it yet. So I'm still I waiting. Feel, you know, there's a weird like notion that Giants fans have where they kind of know Danny Dimes isn't the quarterback of the future and the Giants also know but they continue to like have faith in him for some odd reason well it's because he's part (laughs) he's part of he's part of like the Manning kind of legacy as well so all of the um, both Mannings they got coached by the same guy in the offseason Daniel Danny Dimes got coached by him at Duke I, I so think that's Danny one of the Dimes main reasons is, why is, is a little bit underrated at this point but at the same time if I you're don't. if you're gonna <laughs> win if you're gonna win at uh, Super Bowl they really need a quarterback in this next draft we no didn't, I absolutely didn't get your agree with win, you. win total we did yeah I'm kind of dodging the question I'm not gonna lie <laughs> six um, games right that's six games eight. come on eight games no, no, I'm, I'm gonna, on now. I was gonna I go wanna, seven I was gonna go seven go. I'll give him lucky number seven on that one they'll I'm, win seven games I'm not saying eight I was how many, games, how, many, how many games the Bears win I say oh yeah yeah three or four you got ten that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. That, no. God, no. No, you better take that back, bro. People are going to cancel you. <laughs> There's a 0% chance. I would He's bet my life. I would bet my life, my mom's life, my whole family's <laughs> life that the Bears do not win 10 games. I. The only way that we have a good season is if Fields turns into a star. But who, who they didn't get him any help, dog. That's, that's, that's they have Darnell why, Mooney. That's it. Yeah, that's why we're not going to have like, a good season. <laughs> but he he does have freakish athleticism, which is Yeah, I know. love Fields. Too bad he's a bear. They ruined yeah. his career. So so let's go let's go to the NFC North. Who who wins that division? Um you already said Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. Who wins that division? You know, Minnesota's I, a wild card team, but I, I, I think the Packers have no receivers, so I, I, I that's why I'm leaning Minnesota. Yeah, but they still have Aaron. Aaron's a regular season guy. It reminds me of Kershaw, you know? Mm. He has that one ring and then chokes <laughs> in other playoff games. Like, you know, it's and like, then wins MVPs in the regular season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's me. dating a witch. Like, is Kershaw, I don't think Kershaw's dating a witch. No. Uh, well, I think he's married, so I don't think he's married to a witch. Um, Are you in on that? Does that mean a three-peat for MVP if well, he's dating the witch he, he still? Can, the witch is going to curse the rest of the, the division. Rest of the division. So <laughs> I, I'm in on the witch. Um, yeah, you know what? Unfortunately, because you guys are, this division is very weak, I think, like the NFC East, I, I say Green Bay. It sucks, but I say Green Bay. And I also say Green Bay because of that D. Yeah, because I'm 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 just saying I'm I don't really even know why people are discussing NFC 
the only teams that can win the <laughs> NFC are the 49ers, Rams, and Buccaneers. No one else can even win the, win the conference, in my opinion. All right. Well, that's all she wrote, guys. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do this again tomorrow. Until then, this is the Arash Markazi Show, show saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.